and welcome to Conversations on Karate. I'm Sue. I'm Greg. And today we have got in the studio a very special guest. Welcome to Joe Andrews, sensei of Street Shotokan Karate Club. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello. Hi, Joe. He's finally here. <laughs> finally. We've, well, we've mentioned him. We've name dropped him from episode one. Yes. I think. Yes. Haven't we? We so. have. And I've been up to him a couple of times going, oh, I haven't said anything you don't like, have I? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a big Probably fan. have. I'm a big fan. Oh, Are good. you? Yeah. A fan? I listen to all of them. If you'd fan. like an autograph after the episode, just let me know. <laughs> oh. I've got your licenses, so that's fine. That's true, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yes, we can um you can have our autographs, Joe. Yeah. It's uh it's Thank okay. You. Thank you. Anyone else wants our autograph, we do charge, but it's not much. Get in touch. I'm happy to send them off. Thirty pounds. Thirty. I think that's a fair price, don't you? Not bad, right? That's a bit cheap. Cheap. How much would you do? How much is yours? Fifty at least. Fifty for Sue's. I'm a bit more generous. Thirty for mine. So you know. Okay, Joe. Would you like to start charging for your autograph? I just like the attention. Really? Oh, that's fair. Yeah. You're just an attention seeker at yeah, heart. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So after you listen to this, go and like our like like the Street Show Can Karate Facebook page. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Okay. Street Shotokan Karate. Yes. And Somerset Applied Karate. That's right. A.K.A. Yeah. Sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing that for our one, but it just doesn't work. So we can't do that. Sack and cack. <laughs> That's not what it spells. It's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I could say the other one. We're not saying the other one okay. for reasons we've already said. We like our we like our program to go everywhere. So <laughs> right. use your imagination. It's, it's guys. What upsets me is that you can't spell that. I can't. It's early in the morning. <laughs> I haven't had a I haven't had anything. I haven't had any breakfast. You You've know? been offered. No. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. There I was offered. There you go. So moving on. Moving on. Moving very very swiftly on, on from quickly. all of that. Um, Yes, Joe, actually, why don't you... I was going to talk about the Andy Kid course, and we can, and we will, but um, why why don't you just say something about the um, Street Shotokan Karate Club and the Applied Karate Club um, Association? Yeah, just, so... What, what's going on with that? So Street Shotokan uh, promotes uh, the, the tr- traditional aspects of Kihon, Kata, Kumite, but it also uh, brings in the... the well, call it modern. It's not modern, but uh, applied karate of pad work and uh, bunkai. So we say it's modern. It's not modern. It's what we used to do before karate got globalized. So we're, we're bringing it back. So I like to think that we're teaching five equal segments of karate practice. And Somerset Applied Karate is um, was something that I created last year as a... Uh, an ambitious attempt to um, expand with further clubs because I've got quite a few black belts in the club and there's scope to train them up to be teachers and be able to teach this material hopefully across Somerset and then the world the world (laughs) it's like Pinky and the Brain we're going to take over the world anyone remember Pinky and the Brain or is it just me you must remember Pinky and the Brain oh I love Pinky and the Brain yeah there we go but we'll start with Somerset. Yeah. Somerset first. Yeah. Somerset first, global domination next yes. year. Yes. 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 2021, global domination. Watch, watch this space. 
<laughs> this space. Okay. All right, fair enough. No, that sounds really good. And yesterday, so Andy Kidcourse, yes. he said we would talk about that. So I really wanted to go to that. I don't know why, but something about the idea of learning how to win a fight in a in a nightclub blue really appeals to me. There was actually a discussion at the end of the course mm. as to whether the footage should be put online of what we did. I think it Because should. it was that insane. Yeah. Because I think it would be taken completely out of context to people that didn't go. Go on then. Give, so, us, give us the context. Okay, so the... So I, I've been in the past, so this is like an environmental training um, session where we go to Suju Nightclub in Swindon. Sunny Swindon. In, in sunny Swindon. And in the past, it was um, we practiced some uh, some street-based applications, some bunkai and some some uh, pad work drills. And then the idea was is they set up what they called the gauntlet. So this was a two-floored nightclub. So they... So one at a time, they'd send somebody around the nightclub and all the other students would be put on a, a station or a simulation where you had to very quickly act out something that was done on that course. So if we practiced seven or eight drills or applications, there'd be those stations all around, all sort of darted around, like hidden behind corners. And So whereas in the past it was... The intention was to, to you, you were mentally prepared for it, whereas they changed it this time and they said, right, we're, we're not going to mentally prepare you for it. So they, they did it all in secret. They got everyone to go off and they gave them all the drills and hid them in different places. But what they did this time was the person that was doing it, they gave them a, a load of cardio to do. So push-ups, squats, loads of stuff on the focus mitts, loads, loads of kicks on the kick shields. Spat them round a few times, made them close their eyes, and took them to one of the scenarios. Very quickly explained what they had to do, and then you had to just do it. And it was insane. And I actually made a comment at the end saying that's the closest drill I've ever done to working the doors, to working in to working in nightclubs, where you just got to turn up. This is what's happened. Deal with it, but deal with it correctly, and do it safely. And there was quite a lot of, um, <laughs> it was quite realistic. So the guys in the, in the, in that association, they like, they, they like the proper scenario training. They like, you know, swearing at each other and make it seem really realistic. They really get into character. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, don't worry. It's coming. So it was kind of the next best thing to those videos that you see where everyone puts all the sort of riot gear on. They go yeah, in those yeah, yeah. padded rooms. And they do a load of applications. Like it was the next closest thing to that because mm. we weren't allowed to break anything because it was a working nightclub. Apart from each other, except for each other. Yeah. So one of the stations I was on, and I stayed there because they, they because I was the biggest one there. They said, right, you can stay on this one. Was basically I was on a corridor, and they had the guy had to get through the corridor, but I had to stand in the way with a kick shield. And they said, well, you're big and heavy. You can just wind them up and say, right. Stay where you are. But nobody was attacking the kick shield. Mm. They were going around the kick shield. So I got elbowed in the head. I got knee between the legs. <laughs> Somebody punched me in the head. Yeah, it's great fun. I didn't mind it. I admired their enthusiasm. It does sound good fun. I was I was at work, so I couldn't go. But it sounds good. It sounds yeah. like it was good fun. There's there's big plans for the future as well. Sweet. There's there's more courses, more sort of scenario based and 
they use they're using the term simulation training. So they're they're saying, well, do you know what it's like to have a fight on a bus? Well, let's hire a bus. Let's find out. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is great. But yeah, there's there was lots of footage taken, mm. and I think <laughs> they were talking about putting it online as well. Yeah, no, best not. Maybe we'll share it amongst ourselves. They could put it in the group, couldn't they? I, I want the, the footage. In the private group. They were talking about getting the CCTV footage as well. Oh, that would be brilliant. That would be amazing. Show it to the doorman that work at that club. <laughs> this is how you do your job. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd love to see that. Yeah, wicked fun. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I would definitely. I I was gutted I couldn't do that. Well, there, there was feedback saying that, because this, this is kind of an annual thing. Mm. They said, we need to do it more often. Yeah, for sure. So... There will there will be more. Yeah, it sounds like it's good not just for members of the public, but for professionals, people mm. doing that security, mm. anyone really. Yeah, well, for someone like myself who worked the doors for a good ten years or so, yeah, it was um, nostalgia. <laughs> Did you find that you knew actually quite a lot compared to some of the others in terms of those close fighting the, the, skills because the, you'd the been applications. Doing it were the same as what everyone else was taught, but there was one particular drill that wasn't taught that day, which was they got two guys to just fight on the floor, and they said, throw that guy out. And, that, and I was like, yeah, all right. And I was in my element, so <laughs> so I just I, I sort of half Nelsoned him and threw him out the front door, and Andy went, yeah, that was easy for you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest of it, I was out of breath. Going, oh, God, that was hard. Really? That one, yeah, easy. See you, see you mate. Mm. <laughs> I've had lots of practice. I wonder how easy it would be for us. I mean, you can cut this out. We'll keep doing this up to you. How easy it would be for us to run something like that locally? Because I mean, you got like it, you'd got, like, have to do it somewhere where you wouldn't mind breaking anything. Because this place didn't have any windows or right, right, right. Well, what about like I don't know if I've ever been to Kudos, but that's in Wales. That's fairly local. Kudos could be. It's, Kudos is a good layout. We could it's quite something. big. Yeah, but there's enough stairs and corridors and. I just wanted to say if we, if we if, I, if we got Andy to come down and we did one mm. in there. We can't do an envy anymore because it's a it's a, yeah, restaurant, it's a restaurant now. now. <laughs> can't use envy. It's a posh restaurant. So I mean, we could ask. You know, yeah. do it while they're open. No, Kudos be a good shout. Yeah. yeah. What what would be a really good one? Is Fat Sam's. That's a really good because that's a, that's quite small. It's loads of corridors, loads of little rooms. That'd be brilliant to do a drill like that. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. There we go. <laughs> There's your chance to join in. So we'll, we'll run one ourselves. Nice. That's a plan. That's a plan. Yeah. We have a plan. We have a plan. Yeah, we have a plan. And if any of you who are, oops, sorry, everyone, any of you who are listening, who have done this kind of thing, who have some brilliant ideas. Mm. Send them in. Or want to come. Or want to come. Let us know. Yeah. More the merrier. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that would be cool. Anything better than running a course is running a course that people want to do. Especially when they suggest it. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't do enough of this. Well, let's do that then. I was going to say at the end of this, but I'll say it now. As us, This is a segue. If anyone does want to come and train with us, then we'll we'll put links to Street Show Can, Somerset Applied Cry, all of that. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, come and see us. Or we'll come and see you if you're not miles away. <laughs> you know, <laughs> either or. Yeah, well, we kept saying we want to go and find a jiu-jitsu place as well. Mm. That'd be cool. I want to do that. Yeah. 
Okay, fighting in a nightclub, doing some jujitsu, setting up a course. That all sounds like a plan. Yep. Do that next week, then. Yes. But all of it next week. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Got a lot to do. Sweet. She's a taskmaster, isn't she? She is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll invite you on in two weeks' time, Joe, and tell us all about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode won't be out by then, but we'll talk about it anyway. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've got a website layout. Oh, cool. Send it to me. Yeah, I will. Yes, we are creating a website. We are. We have to We've got an Instagram page now as well. We have. I'll link it in the description, which yeah. I didn't do on the Facebook that page. That would make a refreshing change. Because actually, I don't have an Instagram account, but I Googled it. Conversations on karate at Instagram. Nope. No? Nope, nope, nope. Instagram. I, I went and searched the conversations on karate at Instagram. It gave me, gave me all sorts of tosh, but it did not tosh. give me our page. I was going to say something, but I'll keep it clean. I say, fuck you, Instagram. How dare you not put us on Google? I, I think Who do you think you are? Okay. So if I keep that bit in for the it. listeners, I'll find a beep yeah. sound effect. Or there I'll just go. say it. Beep. You've opened up a can of worms there. <laughs> if you can beep anything, I'm going to make your job very hard. <laughs> I can beep anything I like. I can beep anything I like. I can take when anything When Andy comes like on, it. we won't worry about the beep. You, you'll need a beep button. No, we won't. When, <laughs> we when won't. Andy could, comes on, because we did ask him at the grading if he would come. He would love it. And, um, and, he's, and his face would come like, ooh, um, When he does come on, you'll have to come on as well. Can we get another mic? We, can we set up another mic? No, no it'd have to be mic sharing. You might, you might seem apprehensive, but get him on here, he'll love it. No, no, he wasn't apprehensive. He was worried about his language, you know, because he knew he wouldn't be able oh, to turn yeah. it off. And that's completely fine. And we just would put out a warning. It's all good. You could have a competition to see how many how many beeps there is in that episode. I won't beep it. I won't beep it. I'll be too hard. And the music, by the way, if you like, because you said you liked our music, comes from Purple Planet, um, which um, have a copyright-free section on their website. All you have to do is um, acknowledge the use of it. So Purple Planet is where you get um, all sorts of genres of music. So I could, I could, I could listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look well, obviously, I can listen to it on the on the podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah but I mean, that's is what, it? That's what you hear is. To it without us, that's yeah, there's no reason to listen yeah. to it without us. It would, sake, you'd Joe. be like something terrible is missing <laughs> from my life. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Not there. So if there's loads of. Well, I mean, why don't we um, randomly change up the music to like a a different genre? Why? Just for a laugh. Like one episode will have like a country <laughs> theme. Uh, like, what's this? Like a, you can't see me. I'm doing, Greg's, Greg's I'm doing having a, a little wiggle there. I'm line dancing right now across oh. the studio. Okay. I don't know. We could do that. Moving on. What about a rap version? Oh, yeah. You like your rap, don't you? I do. Yeah. And then we could do a metal version for this episode. I yeah. suppose that is a bit. It is this. metal. Yeah. It is metal, which is why Joe likes it. Yeah. yeah. Joe's a metal head. Do you want to give plug your band, by the way? Yes. Plug your band. Yeah. So <coughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in a band called Miragrin. Um, Wells based hard rock metal band where I play drums and vocals. Uh, we got some gigs lined up this year. We're doing Metal to the Masses again this year. Which is where and when? So that's in uh, it's the Somerset heats are in Bridgewater at the Cobblestones. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in Heat 1, which is sometime next month, the 20th, 21st of February. We're playing with some fantastic local bands, and if you win. The competition, you and all the winners from all around the country all get to play at Bloodstock Open Air, which is uh, in Derbyshire. Oh, cool. Fantastic 
metal festival. Yeah, I've got a friend that goes every year. Yeah. I've heard stories. It's mental. It's a pretty mental lineup. Yeah. 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 How how easy is it is it to put a different track in to the podcast at the end? Completely easy. 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 Send, easy. Send Sue a track and we'll whack it on the end. Yeah. I'll try and find one that doesn't swear. No, that's all right. One of your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yes, that's fine. So long as I have permission. Yeah. We just we just like people to listen to what we do. There you go. So stick around for the end of the episode. We'll have one of Joe's songs. Yeah. Okay. I'll do a bit of screaming. I'll find one where I'm singing. <laughs> la, la, I like shouting and like screaming. The carpenters. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right then, guys. <laughs> I think it's a little bit different to the carpenters. Just full disclaimer. Anyone that's listening might be slightly different. Okay. I know it's not like Sabbath. I've read your comments about Sabbath. Don't like. You didn't like Aussie, did you? I don't feel like I can make any derogatory comments about him at the moment based on his unfortunate recent news that he's just been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Which is a real which is a shame. Um Yeah, I did go I did go to see um Sabbath I think it was, it was they played a download festival last year. And it was I'm glad I went to see them. Mm. But you could tell that everything was kind of slowed down for him. Mm. I don't know, I just didn't feel the same. I mean, they they, they were... Because I don't know if a lot of people like really understand like the history of heavy metal, but heavy metal, when it started in like the 60s and 70s, was not like metal now. It's kind of like... Because even like Led Zeppelin is described as heavy metal. Whereas you, you wouldn't think so. You'd think they were just rock but in those days that was considered very very heavy mm-hmm. so you listen to songs like black sabbath by black sabbath it's very slow and dreary and you think well, this isn't very heavy but mm-hmm. it, at the time it was mm-hmm. so to have that slow down even more mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of felt myself sort of rocking from side to side very slowly <laughs> yeah rock and roll yeah but but no, I feel for I feel for him. He's not a well man, is he? But he hasn't, he's been, not. For, he hasn't been for a long time. No, so this is no, just another not. thing. It's a miracle he's alive, to be fair. It really is. But you he's know? released another album, and apparently he's going to be touring it. So yeah, I got I got to admire his spirit. I admire his spirit. I always have. He is going to that is living life to the absolute max. Yeah, I've always admired that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no one is. You know, at the end of of all this, when when we look back on him, we're gonna, we're going to be. Like, yeah, he, he he never gave up, did he? No, he's an extraordinary man. You know, love him or hate him, he's an extraordinary person. Yeah. Mm. He's definitely done stuff his own way. And I really like Sharon as well. You know, oh, where you like... Sharon presenting the Grammys last night. No, I didn't. That was hilarious. Was it? Was presenting, she... I just heard it on the radio on the way here. She's presenting the rap category. Yeah. And it just sounds so funny where she's trying to read these names. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> I completely lost connection with pop music. Like even for someone that doesn't listen to pop music, I'm aware of it. Like I, I, I don't, I, I can know somebody but not listen to their music. But yeah, I, I don't know whether it's the people or their names. They all got very unusual, like code names. Code names, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't really listen to a lot of like, like six four dollar sign backspace. You're like, oh, yeah, it's a cool name. Yeah, that's my rap name. If anyone's listened to my mixtape, no, it's not. Okay. Took a turn, that did, didn't it? 
I wanted a stage name, but I couldn't think of one that was original. Sensei. The sensei. Sensei would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. The there you sensei. go. Job done. Job done. Well done. <laughs> done. You're welcome. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Pay us for our consultancy fee afterwards. Okay. Right then, guys. Where should we go from here? Do you want to um, jump into myth busting? Did you want to do myth busting? Do or myth should we busting. save that yeah. for another I, I occasion? We, we, if you've got any myths... Well, that you want us to bust? I was I was having a think about this and I was looking around at myths and I was thinking to myself as I looked at them I was thinking these are actually kind of things that I've heard things that I've come across things that I think there might be some truth to but are perhaps taken to the nth degree you know so let's um let's fire through a few of these and you can just um okay give us your opinion go okay you've got to be fit to start doing karate joe Nope. Greg? <laughs> no. Myth busted. Next one. <laughs> no, it's an absolute myth that you have to be fit to, to start training To start in training, yeah. yes. Or that yeah. you have to That's be a certain sp- age to yes. start doing karate. Go ahead and tear that apart. Yes. Karate is, well, not just karate. Martial arts are for everyone. They're absolutely for any, any age, any physical ability. Uh, I'd even go to the extent of saying any mental ability. That any, anyone could do karate. I mean, we've seen you might, you've seen the, the the video of the guy with um with no arms and no legs doing uh, NP. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, phenomenal! Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal video. And that's, that that's a, that's a fantastic example that it anyone could do it. Brilliant. Okay. That's why I like karate though, because like, like we've said before, there's something for everyone. You might not be the best fighter in the world, but you might be amazing at kata. Or you might not be good at kata, but you might be great at kumite. There's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. So just because you're not like the fittest person in the world or the youngest person in the world doesn't mean there's not something you can be amazing at. Does that apply also then to something like taekwondo? Because I know, I think, and I might be very wrong, and you might know, or you might not, but taekwondo focuses a lot on very high kicks, doesn't it? I mean, modern taekwondo does. Yeah. Yeah. So, does that apply then? If you go to any taekwondo class, can you expect so. that I would you say will so. have I to mean, high kick? I think kick? most people's perception of taekwondo is that kind of Olympic high kicking thing. When I don't think really every taekwondo club is like that. I mean, I don't think every taekwondo club you go to is not going to be getting you ready for the Olympics. Okay. So, I mean, they still do kata. They still do, you know, spar like similar stuff to we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of their, well, most of their kata comes straight from Shotokan, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone who does Taekwondo out there, but I'm pretty sure it does. All right. So, yeah. Um, we're not going to dwell too long on this one, oh, okay, Sue's because got, we've Sue's been got a here before. Grin on her face no, now. no, 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 no. No, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, yeah, we've been here before, so okay. I just don't want to dwell too long on it. So, mm-hmm. we'll just get this one out there. Karate is an ineffective fighting art. Can I? Joke, Greg, go for it. Do you want to start? That's wrong. <laughs> that was that Who was said that? that was so bit that back, didn't you? You bit what you wanted to I, say. I back. bit it, but I will say this: if anyone thinks it's ineffective, come and train, come down and see us, mm-hmm. and yeah, okay, that's all we need to say. It's not okay. ineffective. Do you want to add anything to that? Are you happy to let that sit? It's all about what you're being taught, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you're not being taught an effective system go somewhere else I, I mentioned this <laughs> on Sunday when we last Sunday when we were training that that 
there's there's kind of and Ian said this on the podcast as well. There's self defense, there's martial arts, and there's fighting. And traditional karate, like th- like we call it, three K karate, is very good at the martial arts bit. So it's good at like the historical stuff. It's good at making everything look really nice. It's not great at self defense, and it's not great. I mean, what I say it's not great at fighting. It's not great at fighting in certain areas. So by that um, standards, you could say, yeah, you're probably right. It's not that effective. But yeah, like you said, it's what you're being taught. If all you're doing is marching up and down in lines, then you're not going to be a great fighter. Whereas if you're actually fighting with karate, like someone like Lyoto Machida or George St. Pierre, you know, amazing MMA fighters that have trained karate, but they've trained it in the right way. It proves that it can be very effective. I think you should you should practice applied karate even if it's not in your syllabus. Yeah, I think that's I think that's maybe what the debate is between one club to another or one association to another is whether padwork and bunkai belongs in the syllabus. Okay, so that relates to one that I haven't made a note of, but actually does come up, which is um, that applied karate isn't air quotes real karate. Did, did, who came up with these questions? Did you who who where did no where did you like where did you get them from? Where did you get this? I I looked around from? online and put in the word myths and karate and found people talking about them and saying, oh my god. Because I'm about to I'm about to go. Yeah. <laughs> and and these Look. these are things that these are things that I've heard, you know, um, that I've I've come no, I, that I, I had in my head. I, before I've doing I've it. heard people say that that applied karate is not. I mean, going back to what you said about the syllabus, I think one thing that that I disagreed with Jeff on was Jeff did not like to change the syllabus much he liked to keep it very kind of um, standardised and he would add stuff to the training but for the syllabus he would keep it the same I like I th- personally think the syllabus should change as and when you learn things because the syllabus is all, all a syllabus is is kind of your curriculum like you don't go to a maths book of today and it's not exactly the same as a maths book of 50 years ago. It would be ridiculous if it was. Like there'd be different things in there. So why on earth the traditional karate syllabus is still the same today as it was in the 60s is insane. It needs like it needs to change with the time. So like like me and Joe have done, you know, the more you learn, the more you add to it. I think it should be a constantly evolving thing. Um, I, I've gone off. I can't remember what the hell we were talking about now. That's for, fine. That's okay. Um, so for for my for my fourth dan, I was told to write a thesis, and I thought, no, I'm going to do something different this time. So I did a I did a, a Shotokan lineage. So from I think it was the 1500s up to about the 1980s. And one thing that I thought was very interesting about what I discovered is that when training in martial arts was illegal, you had one one teacher and one student, and that student become a teacher then that teacher would have another student then there was a period in time where i think it was around the time when martial arts became legalized and then you saw this and my lineage just went all scrambled so we had you know otsuka motobu funakoshi miyagi all training with each other and then it suddenly went linear again when all the karate styles were formulated it went from straight line spaghetti straight line again and when you when you go on applied courses they're talking about that period of time where everyone was training everyone wanted to train with motobu because he was because he was a very hard man he had some very hard uh 
training exercises and everybody wanted to go and train with him. Probably the reason why, I think it was Otsuka, who famously trained with Funakoshi and he, le- he, he left, he left him yeah. because he wanted to go train with Motobu. So when we talk about applied karate, applied karate is not necessarily modern karate. If anything, it's more traditional than traditional karate. Controversial. Yeah. You've, you've, <laughs> you've, you've reminded me of my original thought. Because well, you, you, you said applied karate is not real. And I think there is some truth to that, that what we might call applied karate, modern applied karate is not what they did in the 1800s. Why? Well, I mean, because it's 2020, you know? Like, did they have focus mitts in, you know, the mid-1800s Okinawa? No. But if they did, would they use them? Probably. Yeah, of course they would. Um, you know, the drills we do today, l- like training in Suju Nightclub. Did they train in Suju Nightclub in Okinawa? No, because they weren't in Swindon. But, you know, I'm sure they did similar exercises. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it, I think the tradition of karate is the spirit of what they used to do. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. But training in that same kind of spirit is what you want because Funakoshi in his books talks about doing like live drills where he's grappling with people mm. and he's like oh yeah I used to grapple with two or three people and they'd pin me down and I'd have to try and get up yeah you know it's no different to what we do but it raises it raises the big question which is if you have a karate club that does no kiyomaza and no kata so it's purely sparring pad work and bunkai is it karate or is it combative? Question. I would say it's still karate. What, think... what what is karate? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, what what is karate? What is applied karate? What is combative studies? What what's the difference? Have you got two two ends of the spectrum? Yeah, and Ian's we're just trying we're just trying to get to the middle. Ian said, I don't know if he said it on our podcast or if I heard it on a, on another one where he said um, that the term karate is like athletics. So, like, you've got athletics, and within that you've got, like, running, swimming, blah, blah, like, it's all completely different stuff, but it still comes under that one umbrella of athletics, and I think that's spot on, because, you know, you say someone you do karate, you could have five different black belts lined up, and they're all completely different at what they do. Mm. And there's nothing, that's not right or wrong, it's just what they do. Um, but the issue, I think, like we've said before, is where people don't differentiate that context. Yeah where it becomes a problem. But yeah, is applied karate real? Of course it's real. All right then. The real work in karate comes after you're a black belt. Then you're a beginner. Then you really start learning. That's the beginning of the journey. I used to agree. Now I don't. Because I think... I. Th- this is what <laughs> this is what I think this Well, this, this is quote why I was saying from. that this is th- these are kind of maybe myths or maybe there's a little bit of truth to them. When I when I I was reading that, I actually just really wound me up. I was thinking, "Oh, well, what am I doing then?" Yeah, exactly. What what have I learned nothing? Does what I've done mean nothing? No. I got all like, "Oh." I, I think I think that came from the fact, you know, when karate was kind of spread across the world, it came from the university system. So you had all these people training at universities. They did their you know, however many years of university, you learn all these kata, and then it was like, right, go open a club, go open a club. And all they knew was this, like we call it 3K karate, which is, you know, I mean, I'm not kind of disrespecting anyone, but when you look at it, it's super basic to us now and super easy, yeah? And even you would agree with that as well. You know, it's it's quite basic. Um, so I think that 
excuse of, oh yeah, but when you get to black belt, that's when you really start to learn. It's just a cop-out. Because people will probably go, and this is quite, like, we're doing the same thing over is and that, over again. Is that linked up to what we have talked about before? And I've heard you mention this before, which is just before we talked about it, I think. This idea of you only start to do actual sparring after brown belt. That that's when you're considered good enough. Actual and all of a sudden, sparring, actual yeah. contact with people actually getting in someone's yeah, so face. No, I don't agree with that. I think you, you can do it from day one. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm... I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying oh, right, okay. that is that links that sort of you you get your real learning after black belt because you only Maybe. really start doing the Maybe. really challenging things, the emotionally, physically challenging stuff. But after it, it goes brown. back to like what what we were saying to Ian on the podcast though. Like if someone walks through the door and say, you know, I'm being some kid walks through the door and goes, I'm being bullied at school. I, I want to learn how to to kind of deal with this and protect myself. You're not going to say, right, get to brown belt, which is going to take you four years. Then we're going to teach you how to, like, you, that's ridiculous. No, of course you wouldn't you can't do that. say that. You need You'd to give say, them We can things. either do this thing practically in three weeks' time, like, yeah. like over three weeks. Exactly. And also just stick with it because it's really good for the you. The same as, you know, you get some, I don't know, 65-year-old woman walk in and go, you know, I have to walk past this alleyway every time I go to, I can't avoid it, I need to walk past it, and I don't feel safe there. Can you teach me something to, to help build my confidence? Again, you're not going to say train with us for five years get to first hand and then we'll teach you how to deal with it like it's just a it's irresponsible and it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. when she could go to a boxing club and learn how to hit within five minutes mm. so yeah I don't, I don't i don't think there is some truth to your real training starts when you get to black belt because i think your level of understanding is at a level where you can really dive into your own karate i guess that's maybe what i mean like Karate becomes your karate when you get to brown belt or to, to black belt. Sorry. So I think you know, f- for you, you're coming, you, you're approaching that now. So you're practicing what we're teaching you. When you kind of hit black belt, that's when you're going to go. Right. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I'm going to keep. I don't really like that. Do you know what I mean? So this is why, like, where you put into the syllabus, you choose a kata to analyze and practice. Mm. You, know, you you pick what's best for you, but you need the steps to get there. Mm. But it doesn't mean you're, I'm just speaking from your experience of training with us, it doesn't mean you're learning nothing up until you get to black belt. Mm. Because, I mean, I said to you the other day when we were when we were doing the sparring drill, I was like, now every time Sue squares up in front of me, she looks like she's going to kill me. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't the case even a year ago. I know. I know, and I said to you afterwards, we were doing, two, we were two doing or like, three like, people have said to me, like, God, you're aggressive when we've done, like, just, just like, tapping, tapping, sparring, you know, tapping on the yeah. head on either side. Was just, this was and a I come away from class going, I'm aggressive, I don't like it. I was really upset. This was, what, like the first ten minutes of, of Thursday night's class, and it was it was just a gentle warm-up, and Sue squared up, she was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I was like, all right, Jesus. No, I didn't. I just thought she had that look in her eye though (laughs) and I was like here we go see I don't know what to do with that but that's a good thing yeah but I don't know what to do with it I've had too many years of you know be nice yeah but you are nice it doesn't mean you're not nice (laughs) it doesn't mean like but also have a kind of I will kill you kind of vibe going on it goes back to having that switch though doesn't it that we talked about before you need you need to be able to turn I think, it on. Do you know what? I think that's it. I think that is absolutely it. I know when the switch goes on. Yeah. And I do turn that switch on now. And I enjoy it now. 
So anyway, let's go back to the question. Yeah. The real work in karate comes after black belt. Joe, do you want to say anything to that? This actually raises a, a debate about the belt system. So I, I, I personally like the belt system because it it structuralizes your progression, which I think mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of us need. Whereas the the history was is that you, you, you just had a belt that held your trousers up and the longer you train, the darker it got because it got all dirty and sweaty and then is when that, when it got to a Is that true? A, I was gonna say, is that a myth? That could or is that, that, is that, a myth or it not? could be a myth. I don't know. Okay, this is I'm just putting it out there, people. Yeah, that's Let us one. know. That's a good one. None of us in this room know the answer. Yeah. We'd like an actual answer yeah. on that one, please. Because if there that's true, it seems very unhygienic. It's very unhygienic. I wash <laughs> mine. Yeah. I wash mine often. There you go. But that's the, but that's the the story behind where the white, brown, and black belt came from, and the colour belts were put in between. So I'd be interested to know if that's true. That's what I was always taught. But mm-hmm. that'd be, it'd be interesting if that's true. But I, I like the, 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 the belt system. It gives you some progression. What I don't like is the inter, inter-club or inter-style um, camaraderie where you have, you have Q grades, you have brown belts, and you have first dance, and then you have second and above, where th- because, because you're sort of accidentally segregated by where you are in your training... That that's your group, and that's that's completely wrong. That's why we have geese, is so that everyone everyone is equal. Mm. Everyone's there for the same reason. Doesn't mm. matter whether you're a CEO or a janitor, you're there to mm. do the same thing. Yes. As soon as you then have um, social segregation within the club, you're completely defeating the point of you, having you of are. having the belt system. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we often I I find myself often because I'm in the middle of the line. I'll go train up and I'll go you know go lower in the belts when we're yeah. partnered up as well and it's so good for you to train with children yeah because yeah. it is so good for your control yeah. mm-hmm. you know whereas when i'm you know in all seriousness let me go back to me again but when i'm training <laughs> with you yeah greg so for listeners sorry <laughs> so i'm greg that. hi everyone hi. um when I'm training with you, yeah. I can go as hard and as fast as I can because I want to find out how whether I can get there. Yeah, cheers for that. You're welcome. You taught me to. <laughs> <laughs> you reap what you sow. Yeah. And I will, and I don't really ever train with you, Joe, well, hardly ever. But if I do, I will do the same. I'll go as fast as, and as hard as I can. I that. That's just like a warning shot. No. I, don't, I don't spar with you often, Joe, but when I do... No, but watch when out. I have done, I try hard because you are capable of defending all of it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, which is how it should. That's be. the point, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so when you train with someone who's younger or smaller or weaker or less experienced, it's good for your control. Absolutely. To wind yeah. your own neck in mm. and make sure that you go. Wind your neck in. Yeah. Yeah. It is good, though, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm not wrong on that. No, 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 definitely not. It's, it's, yeah. I, I like training with anyone. It's. Yeah. You know. But the belt thing—that's why I used to like the Sunday morning thing because there was no belts. It was tracksuits. Yeah. Yeah, tracksuits and no belts, and that was a was immensely Here's, here's a question: Do you think we have too many belts? Because I think maybe we do. I think we maybe have too many ranks. Because depends I mean, how you measure how you want to measure progression. I I'm, I'm obviously we're doing a kind of an updated syllabus again. Hmm. Speaking of syllabus, and one thing I'm finding is that there are too many belts. I don't think you need it. And I looked at. I'm not going to give details of Andy's syllabus because that's not my place to do. But I've looked at. Andy's syllabus and there are less Q grades hmm. and I've looked at other applied syllabuses and there are less Q grades and that to be honest does make sense to me because mm. when I joined the BCA and they said to me 
you can you can rebuild your, your syllabus to how you want. And it was only then when I was able to objectively look at the syllabus I'd been doing for for nearly twenty years at the time. And it, so you start with, for example, you learn salt uki for white to red belt. Mm-hmm. And then you go to yellow belt. Ah, this is where your training really starts. We're gonna add an MP. <laughs> oh wow. Then you then you then you grade that and you go, well, now what? Ah, oh, now we're gonna add an Arakanuchi. <laughs> yeah. And I, when I looked at that objective, I thought that's that's very weird, isn't it? That that that's that's how you're measured on your progression is yeah. that you add a move. But yeah, what does but, that, yeah, we still, what we still really, know the moves. Yeah, but what does it really measure though? This goes back to that question, doesn't it? Like what like you know, what what have you really improved in that time other than your aesthetic technique? Hmm. So it teaches me that the o- the only way that you can practice Sotuki, NP, Uraken, Gyakuzuki and Genanbrai is a purple and white belt level. And I don't think that's true. No. So the, the syllabus is designed to gradually ease you into something that a white belt could do. So should we should we practice which you said about sparring earlier, should we do should we practice sparring and combinations and pad work, complex kihonwaza at white belt, I don't see why you couldn't. I think you should. I think you should ease people in. I don't think yeah. you should throw people in at the deep end. I don't think you should throw white belt straight into GU Kumite. I think that's very unfair. Yeah, absolutely. and that's that and that's very be, old school. And that would be that would be absolutely terrifying for the for the person. I'm I'm in in this room. I'm the person well, who who is yeah. closest to that memory, and yeah. I know that growing up to a twelve year old frightened the pants off of me. Yeah. When I say sparring from day one, I mean this. Uh, so I've got the kind of half done syllabus on my phone right now and this is I'll, I'll i'll read out what we've done so first grade white to orange there is no sparring the only kumite would be to demonstrate the fence which i put an instagram post up the other day and preemption which i think going back to people wanting to learn self-defense is just entry level you could train for six months if you walk away with that that's fine first sparring is literally two minutes of one person very very lightly just throwing straight punches while the other person parries so that's sparring but it's not sparring where you're going to get your head caved in do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's what i mean when we when i say sparring from day one mm-hmm. um, and then basic grips moving around like we like we've done millions of times moving mm-hmm. around in grips and then yeah. that progresses so the difference there from what you were saying, purple and white belt, being able to do a Sotoyuki MP and Yurakan, to being able to competently use all of that. In a sparring situation. In a sparring situation. Or a grappling mm-hmm. situation, a grappling even situation if it's the flow, flowing, playing for grips yeah. type speed yeah. of gently doing it, which yeah. is, because I think that's one of the bit, the things that turned my brain like, all oh, right, it was, was the... Here's the here's the bunkai for Sandan. I remember doing that, and you were saying, "Right now that you've done that and you've broken his elbow, just keep going. Just that kind of keep going. You know other things, so keep going. Yeah, you know. And it's just that that idea of the unlock the idea of doing a very specific drill, and then you're done with the drill. To doing the specific drill and keep going. Drills are just drills. They're not necessarily the technique like the the, the, the shooto drill i did thursday night hmm. you know yeah. that's not how you fight it's just a drill to get you 
practicing a technique over and over and over and over and over again in a short space of time once you're good at that don't practice it anymore practice it in context so I wouldn't necessarily my training for that isn't going to be right I'm going to stand here for 20 minutes and do that drill because I'm past that now I can do the drill I don't need it anymore I can do it in other ways that are more combative and more realistic it, it needs to be explained better when it comes to teaching things like bunkai. So yeah. if somebody says this is the application, no, we should say this is an application. Doesn't sound like a massive difference, but that's that's basically saying this isn't the single one purpose of this technique. Mm. This is one of many things you could do. Mm. Take it, throw it away. It's entirely up to you. Yeah. You're you're, you're mm. a student. You're not you're not yes. being dictated. I think this is something that I've I have noticed in the karate world. Is it can be quite dogmatic. Very. Yes, yeah. very. Yeah, very dogmatic. My way is the correct way because I read it in a book that was written by Funakoshi and that is it and that is the end. Now, I've I've coined yeah, a, I've coined of... a term for this. I'm calling it pure breed Shotokan. Oh, I like that. That's the name of the episode. Pure breed Shotokan with Joe Andrews. Boom. Carry on. If you have a clean, pure lineage of Shotokan, as long as you are maintaining that, there is little room for progression. There's little room for a question, mm. which is something that you guys were talking about on uh, on the, the course with Ian, on the the, um, the session you did with Ian not long ago. He was saying, well, you're going against everything that you're taught about martial arts. If, you, if the teacher is saying, do this, and there's no, there's no room for Q&A... We, that's not that's not a good example mm. to teach somebody who's trying to become a martial artist. Yes. You think about other things though. You like you imagine being at school and say you're not allowed to ask the teacher a question. Well, this was actually on my list. Yeah. This like, was actually on my list of myths and or beliefs or, or what have you, which is you are not allowed to question your sensei. You're not allowed to ask why are we doing this? Why am I doing that? What use is I, it? You must not question your sensei i think that comes from a lot of it though because maybe the japanese couldn't speak english when they came over here so they couldn't answer the questions mm. maybe you know a lot of it was because probably they didn't know the answer mm. well when we spoke with james you yeah. know he he was saying it is extremely disrespectful yeah well, that, it does do come that. from japanese culture as well it's extremely it's very, disrespectful yeah yeah, yeah you it's you not a place you conform to the culture and that's it yes and I, yeah i've heard numerous people say that yeah so. If I if I ask somebody a question, it could, doesn't have to be about crying about anything, and the answer is, I don't know. That's just the way it is. Sorry, that's not good enough for me. Yeah, that says to me that you're just you're blindly following a system, even though you don't actually know what's going on. Mm. That there's absolutely room for question, and I think I say that, but the teacher's got to be able to answer that question, or presumably say that's an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, if I, I don't know, know I've, the been, I've been to asked that. questions yeah. I don't know the answer to. Yeah. If I don't know, like, oh, I'll find I'll out. Try and find out. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of forums online. There's yeah. pl plenty of people asking these questions. Well, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. If there are so many forums and people all asking the same question, doesn't that tell you something that that the answers aren't there, or that people aren't listening, or they're not being taught in their classes? Hmm. You know, basic questions, presumably. Okay, then. Should but we need, move but on? they need to be relevant questions. Yeah, there, was a, there was a massive debate online not long ago. It was actually a, a question somebody asked me in the class. They said, what is the the karate Superman punch called? Which I would have initially called a Gyaku Kazamizuki. But there, there's actually a term for it. And I managed, I just just by a matter of coincidence, just happened to go online and there was this massive debate about it. I always thought it was called a Karazuki, but apparently it's not. 
But what the debate comes to the conclusion of is, is that somebody who must have been a Japanese translator just came up with this really long translation because because Japanese are quite that they're quite um, literal and structuralized with their translations. Um, and there was just this real. I can't even remember what it was. It was so long, and I just came to the conclusion that it wasn't a name. So I just stuck with Gyaku Kazam. And it made me realize actually, is that was that a question I really needed to study? Yeah. <laughs> is it, it? You know, of all the things that you can study, okay, was so that I've, really? I've that never important? heard of it. So do you want to just like what is the answer to that question? What well, is yeah, I think Superman it's frequently punch? called it's called a Superman punch in it. In yeah, like, in it's like essentially MMA. Where, where you where you just leave the it? ground and you throw a punch. So if I was to throw a punch from where I am now to you I would need to leave the ground to get there Okay. so I'm flying so the, the upper air. body's faster oh, than the lower so body so it's not that it's superhero powers it's that you no. you, you, no. you jump around like Superman yeah, yeah. oh for goodness sake and I mean it's a very effective <laughs> it's an effective punch because essentially your body weight is travelling yeah it's a huge amount of commitment though if they catch you know yeah, yeah, yeah. kick but you but it's called cool Superman you punch because you've got to do the theme tune as well you've got to go yeah do, 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 do. how'd you yeah. do it thanks for that you do Copy. Otherwise, it just makes no sense. Okay. <laughs> it's just a regular punch. Right. What happens if your face is bleeding at the time and you've lost your teeth? And <laughs> uh, the, you, there's a kryptonite around. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lovely. We should, have, we, should, we, we should wear capes. I'd love that. I'm a big Superman fan, so I wear a cape. Anyway. Okay. Unless you're a fan of The Incredibles. No capes. Yeah. No capes. No capes. No capes. No. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Right. Do you want another? Do you want another myth? Send a myth. Go on, on away. I like okay. this. This is this is good fun. Okay, I like this. here we go. This is uh, here's one. Women should only do sparring with other women. I knew you were going to. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one. Men should only do sparring with men. And no. when I say sparring, I mean applied karate. You know, for reasons that women are too weak, or you know, whatever. No, I disagree. I disagree. You're talking sparring. I'm talking right. about anything physical. I mean, I have seen um, one that really upset me, okay. actually, on a, on a forum. It really, really got to me that this woman had just done her black belt. Mm-hmm. And she was saying she really wished, though, that she could do some of her techniques with the men. She hadn't done any well, that's ridiculous. with men. And she was saying, surely I should learn some because I should know how how strong a man is. I mean, if I'm going to apply look, any of this, and I was just, I was horrified. Me and you spar quite regularly. Yes. Okay. Is that to say, if we said, right, we're going to go full contact, mm-hmm. all out, mm-hmm. and you know, yes, that's it. Yeah, you'd win. Right. That's very simple. Right, but does that mean that we can't spar? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. No. So there's a reason there are weight classes and divisions in combat sports. You know, you don't have the women's UFC champion against the men's UFC champion. You just, you don't. That's not to say that she is less skillful than the male champion, but, you know, generally speaking, the male champion is going to be stronger. Mm. You know and I mean? we are talking and about generalisations. Yeah, when you talk about strength, because, yeah. you know, if yeah. you have a, a, a six-foot woman... And a five foot guy, that might be different. Yeah. But generally speaking, and also because of the a man's frame, he you know, he holds his muscle differently, moves differently, women hold their weight differently yeah. and move differently. It's there for a reason. You have to cater to the general population. You can't cater to like maybe the one or two specific Yeah, but in know. a club there's space for that anyway. 
Yeah, I mean, what difference does yeah. it make? So if we're saying inspiring and training, then there is no reason why, like we've said, you can't train with children, adults, men, women, whatever. It doesn't, you know, but if you're going to go and fight professionally, then you're not going to say, right, I'm going to go and fight the biggest guy I can. It's No, just, but I mean, if you're you know, a woman and you want to get really, you know, tougher, you might well take on some practice partners who are men. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean, I've seen that and it just like horrifies me because it hasn't happened crazy. in any of the training that I've been in. Thank mm. God no. that hasn't happened because it is completely different Well, I can't imagine you would stick me. around you know, if, if you rocked up to Thursday training and Joe was like, right, Sue, uh, all the women down this end of the room, all the men down this end of the room, and you're not going to mix. Like you, I think most people would be like, what? Well, I don't know, though. I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing it. I am am seeing it. I mean, for a a woman to get as far as black belt and she's like, really glad I've got my training partner. She's really good, but I should be doing something with a guy, you know, and and people are saying that's okay. You are allowed to ask the black belt, the men. You are allowed. And she's like, I don't know. I I was absolutely blown away. Joe, what do you want to say about that? Well, they, they, we could expand this quite far. Well, we, we could go an awfully <laughs> long way, but for the moment, we'll just, yeah. we'll just keep yeah. it tight. You, you, you say what you, we'll, we'll go wherever. Um, I mean, in my experience, I've noticed it's also a, a generational thing. Like I've trained with a lot of um, older older male karateka that um, they're of that generation where women are, uh, are, are beautiful and delicate and we should take care of them. You know, in, in, in the days when the men went to work and the women stayed at home, they made the house look nice and clean, they bring the man the slippers when they come home, that sort of, that way of living that hopefully is all is, is a thing of the past. But I've, I've, I've had, because my, my wife um, trains Joakan as well, and she said it's, it's the ones that they deliberately take their effort down because they think they're helping you, and they're not, they're actually hindering your training. But it's, it's not their fault. It's it's what's built into their psyche. That's what they. That's how they were raised, is that men are big and strong, and they do the big jobs, and then you got the women that do the nice, the smaller, delicate jobs, um, and that may and, and so I, I I don't condone it, but I understand it, for on a on a generational perspective. If we were talking, go back to the belt system, if you. If you saw, if you were told to pair up, so when I told people to pair up, I would say either pair up by height and build, or it doesn't matter who you pair up with based on the drill we're doing. Um, I could, I could understand again, not condone, but I can understand why black belts would think, well, I'll, I'll go with a black belt, or why a white belt would go with a white belt because mm-hmm. they think, well, that's where maybe the belt system. Sometimes helps and sometimes hinders. It gives you an indication of who's probably the best person to pair up with. But is pairing up with that person the best for your training? I don't know. It's a, that's an interesting question. So if if you, Sue, for example, uh, did some bunkai on somebody like Johnny, who's six foot five, massive dude, who's a, he's a great sparring partner because if you can spar against him, you can spar against anybody. Hmm. Is that good for your training? Yes. This it's is something been, that was been. been <laughs> this is something that's been debated. Was was debated on this course yesterday. Is that if you're given uh, an application to do, and the person you're doing it with on is a lot bigger than you, and it's not working, do something else. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If it, if it's not working, it's not working. 
If you're trying to do an arm bar on somebody that's bigger than you, or even in a ridiculous situation, you're trying to punch them in the head, but their head's too far away, well, don't do, do something else. But it, it's, and again, it goes back to this whole thing about um, your teacher not being a dictator. Is it, you know, adapt your training. You're given the tools. You know, if it doesn't work, do something else. And your instructor should be able to not only give you the freedom to try something else, but even give you a suggestion of something else that you could do. Yeah. Do you think there's space for a teacher um, who sees that people are only pairing up? I'm not saying this isn't happening in our class, by the way, because people pair up all over the place. But do you think there's space for a sensei to see that that's happening, that only the black belts are training together, only the brown belts are training together, and only the red belts are training together, and deliberately say, you pair up with you, you pair up with you, and deliberately mix and I think there that. should be more of that. Yeah, well, I mean, you do it a lot. We just say, right, after a minute, change partners. Hmm. So everyone kind of moves around the room and trains. Oh, but that's everywhere. very handy. That's yeah. very, very handy because that forces the mixing. Yeah, and that's a good thing. That I like that very yeah. much. They kind of, you know, do a thing and then quickly change partners so that... It entirely know, depends on change. what you're practising. Oh, if we're practising full-blown freestyle Jiu-Kumite, I'm not going to say change partners and black belts go white belts. I'm going to say try and stay with somebody around your grade so that you're on the same level because I'm not going to ask a black belt to go full pelt on a white belt because no. then that goes back to old school. Like, not yeah. not, not all... I've got to be careful now. Not all old school clubs, but in the days when it was always seen like as an, an initiation, it was like a white belt will come in. If, if you can... If you can take a, a, a pound in from a load of black belts and come back to the second session... Then you're ready to train in karate. Funny, mm. that was on my list. Ah. Beliefs. You will have your head kicked in on your first session to see if you're hard enough. If you do get your head kicked in on the first session, leave. Yeah. That's but abs- it's there. Absolutely. It's out there, it's isn't it? It's, it's out insane. there. Leave. Is it true I anymore? Want, is it, is it true that it happens? Does it happen still? Maybe. That is the question. I've yeah, never maybe. seen it. I mean, anyone out there that does do that, first off, you're an idiot. Um, second of all, tell me why. Like, if someone comes up to me and goes, I want to learn self-defence, and I go, okay, whack the gloves on, let's go a few rounds. Where's the logic in that? You know, that's not good self-defence for that person, is it, if they agree to it? Because they essentially agreed to get their head kicked in. Mm. So the the belief that it happens is true? Maybe, um, I don't the know. the correctness of that is know. appalling. Yeah, let us know if, if it's happened to you or if you know of it happening, get in touch and let us know because I've I've never experienced it personally. I don't have you have you ever experienced it, Joe? No. Um I'm sure I know um uh Scott Langley wrote a book about training in Japan which was very much like that. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll find out and I'll put it I'll put the, the link in the notes. Thank you. Um Okay. If you, if if you if you as a teacher strongly believe that that is the best way to train up a cracker, you 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 cannot share another belief which is that karate is for everyone. No. No. Yeah. Exactly. You are you are segregating your let's call them clientele, mm. but you are saying not everyone can do this, which is not what martial arts is about. It, it depends on time and history, doesn't it? If we go back. Hundreds of years ago, yes, it was probably considered a survival of the fittest system, but karate's been globalised. You know, 
long before we were born. There's nothing we can do about it. It's been globalised. Everyone has the opportunity to practice it because there's, there's clubs all over the place. So as soon as you start trying to go back the other way and trying to to, to make it a, a, a survival of the fittest club, if that's what you're trying to promote, it's it doesn't set a good example to martial arts. No, no I mean, I think... I think it goes. I mean, it depends on what the club's goal is. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's a, if it's a club like ours where it's like anyone's more than welcome to come to learn karate, then you definitely shouldn't be like that. If you're a you know a club that wants to develop you know MMA world champions, then maybe you do need to train like that because yeah, that's absolutely. your goal. Yeah, but, but if you had a seven-year-old you know, child walk in saying hello, can I do yeah. some self-defense? They'd be like. Sorry, you're um, at the wrong club. You're at the wrong club, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Please please go and find somebody else. Here's a list of people I exactly. recommend. Exactly, exactly. And come yeah. and see us in a couple of years if that's still where you're at. Yeah, yeah. If, sure. ev- if everyone is given the opportunity to be the best that they can be, then that's open to everybody. But if you're in a system, like, like you said, if you're looking for the ultimate fighter, yeah, some people are going to get whittled out. Yeah. That's, that, that's mm. nature, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is nature, but it... it you know, if you're trying to do that in an ordinary club, no, I don't mean that to be rude. I mean like a, a club where everyone is welcome. Yeah. You know, if you do that, then you stop all growth mm. of of people. I wouldn't be doing this. Mm. I wouldn't no. be. I'd have left. I'd have left and hated it, and known in my head that it was just a horrible place to be. Yeah. Okay, I think we've done that one. Have we got time for any more? Bring them on, sir. Yeah. I'm, oh, well, I'm, I'm thinking no, of you. Yeah. No, I'm fine. You're okay. On. Oh, well, okay. Um, you must have heavy contact in training to learn how to take a shot. No, we've... I we mean, have... I've, I've said we've been here, but we're, we're just... Yeah. This is myths and myth-busting and belief-busting, so we're I, whittling through these. I would say these. it, again, depends on your goal. If you are going to, again, train to be a... a world champion in full contact or heavy contact whatever then you'd need to experience it once in a while for everyday people like us i don't think really you need it because i mean it just defeats the object doesn't it really yeah i mean you especially it depends if you're in a real professional job as well you can't be going to work every day with a busted nose and like a black eye you just look ridiculous no you are not that man in fight club no whatever his name was what was his name i don't know in in fight club Mm mm-hmm Tyler Durden. There you go, him. It. You're That's not him. Yeah, you're not him. <laughs> you're not him. Um, and again, like if you're if you're training for self-defense, in air quotes, you know, I had this conversation with someone online uh, the other day. It was um, why 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 do we wear gloves when we spar? Because you don't wear gloves in the street. And my response was, well, you don't wear your white pajamas and a belt either, but you train in those. So mm. you know, it's to make your. You, and then and then someone else says, well, you need to learn to control. Um, how you fight and I said well yes. but you've just said that in the street you don't wear gloves but if you don't wear gloves in the club you're not going to hit full power so it's not the same then so no. why don't you just wear gloves and hit a little bit harder you don't need to hit full power it's just about again it's being safe yeah. like it's not rocket science is no it? it's, you your, it's your Ian Abernethy one which I've had echoing in my head ever since yeah. safe productive, productive fun. fun is it useful does it you know, is it useful for you? Does it produce a result? Yes. Is it yeah. safe? Yes. Are you enjoying yourself? Yes. If I it mean, doesn't hit those spots, then you, there's no point. We've sparred without gloves before, where it's been like, you know, the last five minutes. Oh, right, no contact. 
just lightly move around. Mm. You know, that's fine. That's not going right. Let's fight now with no gloves or anything and no protection. No. It's a big difference. But do you, need, do you need heavy contact to learn what it feels like to be hit? No, because you can get hit many different ways. You know, mm. By that admission, then I need to punch you in the head with a glove, without a glove. I need to elbow you in the head. I need to knee you in the balls. Do you know what I mean? Not you, Sue. Maybe Joe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it just opens a can of worms I don't think is necessary. Mm-hmm. It's it's very good for training to to feel uncomfortable. You got to put yes. people in uncomfortable yes. positions. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean getting hit in the head or getting kicked between the legs, but it's well, what we were just talking about the course one on yesterday. I was say, yeah. It's it's putting people in very uncomfortable, very uncertain situations and how do you deal with it? You don't necessarily get hurt, but it's very uncomfortable. And that yeah. is what that is what fighting is like. Mm. I've had my fair share of fights that I had to deal with working the doors and ones I had to deal with myself. And there's not a lot of difference between the two other than it's a it's a very stressful, uncertain, uncomfortable position. And that's what we got to train in. I've seen um, what you were talking about where you, you, um, you get people to do the, the massive amount of cardio before you, you run that gauntlet. Mm-hmm. I've seen like Lee Morrison of... Um, Urban combatives, I think I've mentioned him before. They do similar things where they get the person super tired out and then say, "Right now, now you're going to spar," mm. and the person you're going to spar against is padded up in like a load of stuff, like you said before. And it's that it's creating that feeling of adrenaline mm. that you need to learn to mm. combat. If you train your entire life in martial arts and never get in a fight, then I think you are you've really truly, besides luck you've really truly understood what self-defense is yeah because the first rule of self-defense is to not be where the fights are whether that's a rough pub or nightclub or back alley you know if you've got a rough way that you need to walk home you know if you go where the fights are you're more likely to get into a fight okay there that's not a rule that's that's just one one of several things to consider when it comes to self-defense so should you have your nose broken to to know what it's like to have your nose broken? Absolutely not. No, but should you train up to the point of, like we've talked about before, past the level of adrenaline so that you find out what comes out when you hit that point of adrenaline? You find out what your training did, in fact, yeah. sink in. Because yeah. we've talked about it before, yeah. there's only a small percent of what you've learned will come out under a stressful well, situation. 30%, I think. So you train and train underneath the level of adrenaline, and then you go over it, see what comes out, and then come back down. None of that means that you have to get seriously assaulted. In my experience, 45 minutes to an hour of cardio is the equivalent to a minute fight. Mm. They, 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 that sounds ridiculous, but we're talking about a scheduled cardio session where you know exactly what you're doing, you've been given the workout, and a fight where it, you didn't know it's going to happen, you've got to deal with it very, very quickly, and adrenaline's running, you, you, you're not using your conscious, using your subconscious, you're taking all your training and trying to subconsciously whittle down what of it you're going to use, and it's very mentally, physically, and mm. spiritually exhausting. It is exhausting. Mm. It is. And and it's not the same thing at all. But in a sense, I feel some of that during gradings when you're going to spar in a grading. That level of fear and pressure and 
That's why I like ratings. Oh God. Yeah. It's because spar is it, the same, almost the same scenario. Is that sparring in a class and sparring in a grade is completely different. Oh, I God, mean, yeah. certainly the gradings we've done recently, we've seen some phenomenal fighting. Absolutely phenomenal. Controlled, but I'm full of spirit. Mm. Controlled. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Loosely. But... But, but yeah, but, so but that, I think if you're only example. if you're only training in kumite in in class in in, in, a, in a class environment, I'm not saying that we should do this sort of um, padded room combative sort no, of no, training. No, but no, that wouldn't be for everybody no, at all. No, but if you wanted to but, go, if you wanted to go beyond that, these are the kind of courses you need to go on. There's not many of them, so you've got to look about. Yes. I think Andy Kidd's name associated with anything is probably mm. always a good marker that it's a decent cause yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I would promote their, 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 yeah, their, their group. For sure. But I don't know if I can say yeah, it. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's got a swear word. It's fine. BB. Bunkai Bastards. There you go. There you go. The Bunkai Bastards. We like the Bunkai awesome. Bastards. We can, Speaking we can of say, which, we were supposed to record some Bunkai to send in. We were. They've, we they've, they've moved on. They, they was we, Hangetsu. I, they're now on Basai Show. Yeah, which is just people are up, uploading it now. Yeah, maybe so we should do. Maybe do we should get something sorted this week. Yeah, let's do it Thursday. Yeah, we'll get it done. We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're looking be- at me when you say that. <laughs> yeah. Should I be scared? Yeah. Should I? No. That's not like you. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be scared. <laughs> you don't scare me normally. Don't do that. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're not coming for you. So it's fine. We're just re- going to record some stuff. Awesome. To send in. That sounds like cool stuff. All right then. Should we? Should we do any more? How many more have you got? Couple. Yeah. Let's just make this a mammoth episode. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd be, I'd be interested to hear some some feedback from all this. Yeah. So for, for, like, you got you have, you have people writing in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what people like yeah. other people's opinions on yeah. this. Yeah. They all like you, Joe. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> if you like Joe, send him a letter, handwritten. I'll I'll. Say his address at the end. Our listeners are very lovely. They they did get in touch to say it's okay, Sue. You're not the only person who you know freaks out like oh, a yeah. good, completely hopeless, <laughs> gibbering wreck. <laughs> Be good. It, not, it knocks down the fourth wall, doesn't it? Between between you and the listeners, doesn't it? Definitely. Okay. Oh yeah. Now this one's a weird one. When when you have a black belt. People who don't know martial arts think that you're some kind of awesome fighter. Oh, yeah. God, absolutely. And that is just like, I kind of, I'm thinking, oh my I mean, we God, are. that's a we lot are. of pressure. Well, yeah, it's true. It's true. You two <laughs> are. Absolutely, <laughs> you saying, two are. I don't want to, you know. But, brag, I mean, what, but... So what was it like for you, Greg? So, so what was it like when you passed your first Dan? I mean, I was very young when I passed my first Dan. So I, yeah, I mean, I had, I had people always... You never really, I never really got challenged, but I'd always get the kind of the threat of a challenge. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like if you're at school, it's like, oh yeah, I could take you on, but it would never materialise. Because I think in the back of people's minds, people go, is it a good idea really to do it? Because people don't know, like they just see, they know the belt and they know that that's supposed to be good. Mm. And do they want to risk whether they're going to get beaten up or not? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And Mm. I think that's the same today, I would say, Mm. you know. And it's a lack of understanding as well from people. Yeah. And it's nice for them to ask questions. So for me, I never like because I I, feel I I passed my first damn when I was fifteen, mm. and no nobody ever like tried to sort of start a fight on me. No, but, no, like no. it was, it was the questions. It was the really funny questions like, yeah. so are you a, are you a master now? Yeah. Or 
Have you, uh, have you completed karate? Yeah. Like, is that uh, it? Yeah, I get have you, that have you yeah. done it? Yeah. Completed it, mate. Completed it. Yeah. Karate. Karate. It's old news, mate. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you get. <laughs> block I, this. I, That's what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, can you block that? So like, well, no, I would have hit you first. Sorry. But yeah, you get stupid questions. It's all, sort of, you know. Oh, it just gets boring after a while. Are you a black bone who flung dung? <laughs> <laughs> you not heard that one? No. No. Oh, I've had it all. Shirt of can, more like shirt of can't. <laughs> okay, that is that is that's definitely a busted <laughs> yeah. one, but people keep I mean, doing it. We keep doing it. Okay. Um right, we'll finish on this one then, because it's the last one on my list. Okay. Is it a good one? Are we gonna finish on a high? I have no idea. The, right. the, the ones that I thought were right really quick and easy have just, you know, gone on so right. Let's do this. I have no idea. Let's do this. Um, really good karate. Looks mm. beautiful. Um, yeah. Looks beautiful and okay. Checking your watch. <laughs> have I picked a good one? <laughs> really good karate must look beautiful as if it were a competition. That's good karate. Oh, Greg's going to get if, angry now. No, 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 no. <laughs> as if it was a competition. I mean... No, com- no. Good karate looks beautiful. If it doesn't look beautiful, you're not doing it right. I would agree. I mean, it, sh- it should look aesthetically pleasing. Because I think there's this common misconception among the, I'll say, traditionalists that applied karate looks dreadful. Like, And it doesn't. I mean, when you do bunkai, it should look scrappy and it should look like a fight. doesn't mean the technique's bad. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to throw a punch, it's going to be a sound punch. It's going to be a, a very technical... The weight's going to be moving in the right direction. You know, it's going to be structurally sound. Everything's going to be good about it. So by that admission, it will look, in your words, beautiful. It's been called beautiful. It's a beautiful. It's I mean, every, everything in the dojo should be beautiful. Yeah. Everything should be... Was that the word? Beautiful? Yeah. 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 I, just picked, I just picked that yeah. word because I think yeah. I was thinking I like that it. people sort of saying, you know, it's, if it's... If you're... I think that they're thinking mostly that karate is kata mm. and in a line and that other things tend to get messy and sweaty and mm. practical. Yeah. And I mean, that yeah. they're not feeling like that is the is yeah. is, is right. I mean, everything from Kihonwaza all the way up to Kumite and Bunkai Power should all be beautiful. However, if you watch a martial art movie and you think that's what fights look like you you are sorely mistaken. They are they are dirty, they are ugly. So you you but it's your responsibility to try and keep them as clean and beautiful as possible. But it's it's not it's not as clean as they make it look in as choreographed as they make it look in martial art movies. That's more for for cinematic effect mm. because it's easier to watch if it's one on one. And then that guy gets knocked down. Then another one comes out of nowhere. If there's more than one person, they're just going to pile in. It's going to be filth. <laughs> yeah. Messy. And it's very, very messy. Very ugly. There's some horrible names called. There's some horrible, dirty tactics used. But we have to train beautifully to be able to train for those situations. Because if you train ugly, you're just going to make that situation ugly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Your technique should be perfect in the club. So that if it gets knocked, if your technique's at 100%, under stress, if it gets knocked down to 50, that's still a decent technique. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're training at 50%, it's going to get knocked down to 15, and you're going to be screwed. Okay. 
Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Have we busted every myth available? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, I think, um, yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's most of the ones on That's great. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I any, that. If anyone out there's got any myths for us to bust, yeah, not all yeah. myths, or just in. believes things that they think might be true, where they're not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Questions, but we'll keep send it. We'll in. keep it related to karate and martial maybe, arts. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do, you know, these kind of episodes once in a while. We'll get a collection of myths. When we get enough of them, we'll. Yeah, myths, we'll bugbears, bugbears. Yeah, yes. Bug yes. yes, we will explode your myths. Yeah. Bring me your myths. I will kill them. Yes. Okay. Are we? Are we? Are we good? Are we done? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we, shall we finish this? Call it a day. And let Joe go to work. I'm fine, Mike. Though. Yeah, Joe. They'll survive without me. <laughs> <laughs> we covered a lot there, though. We've done. We've done I feel like we've great. done. We've done a lot. We have. Yeah. We've done done a huge amount there. Before we saw any bits, we need to say news, anything like that. We need to get out of the way before we sign off website's coming we will create a website Soon. we are creating a website we have got a facebook page called conversations on karate instagram page i'll link in the description yes. but it is conversations underscore on underscore karate i post on it just put a picture of sue up in the studio so you know i'm going to use it potentially to put some like drills and stuff up as well so joe will be in because joe's always around sue will be in just anything we talk about on here, like if we talk about a drill and you want to see it, I'll put it on the Instagram page and then we'll link it to the Facebook page. Yeah, I was thinking Absolutely. I was yeah, thinking yeah. about that. That would be useful because when we were, we did the, um, you know, Sue has a complete meltdown episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry about that, Joe. I felt so bad about that. I didn't want to put any no, of that it was, up. it was actually really good. I really good. didn't want to put any of that up. It was, it was good for me to listen to because I, I listened to the, 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 the episode, the one before and the one after the grading. And it was it like for me it, it's great it's great to give people stuff to to use for the grade and give people advice but it's not often I get something back. So I it's, think this it's, is it's, it's, yeah. it was fantastic to hear it. Oh well, that's that's really good, and I and I hope you know anyone out there will listen. To this. this is what it sounds like when you know you're a student and you you say what you think and you're kind of terrified that your sensei is going to be really 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 unhappy that you've talked about stuff and you're all right absolutely with it aren't not. you absolutely i'm absolutely fine with it but that that's exactly the reason why i support grading. Craig's killing himself laughing at me but i worry about this stuff well, that's, that's why i support gradings you know i've, I've done 13 of them you know they're, they're, they're it's a great life skill you don't even realize that you're you're doing they, they, to to put yourself in a very awkward situation where you know exactly what you got to do but you you know full well this is a formal situation. I mean, what's that? I mean, that's a that's life skills for exams in school, for interviews, for a job, even a first date. You know, even all these things you you we have no opportunity to practice, but you do in a grading situation. Mm. Okay, should gradings be like the way they used to be, where where you're completely impartial, you 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 give no indication of whether you're doing it right or not. You make you make them feel like that they're not doing a good job which from from my experience when i was going through, through the grades that's what it felt like for me mm. and i don't want to put that on, on top of people i, I actually that's why it. i that's why i really I liked your grading yeah greg with um with ian yeah, because yeah. he was that was really refreshing for me because he was actually very supportive during the grading yeah he was telling you that you were doing a fantastic job and that lifted your spirits and even 
got up from the table, got the focus mitts on, said, "Oh, can, you know, I can see it, but can I feel it? I want to, yeah. I want to, mm. I want to put on." He was, he was throwing stuff at yeah. you, and he, he, he was yeah. complimenting you the whole time. Yeah. I think that for me, that is what grading should be. And he even said it himself. It's not about, um, it's it's not about the things that, that it used to be about, where it was about perfection, and about trying to kill the person. Mm. It's about spirit and knowledge and um showing showing your best yeah that's what yeah he said exactly that before i started the grade and he said you know i want to see the very best you can bring yeah so i'm going to make it as easy for you to show that as you can mm. you're already grade... under stress yeah you've already yeah. been training there is no stopping yeah. the fact that you're already under stress yeah the worst part of the grading is that short period of time before the grading starts mm. oh god yeah because yeah. during because during the grading you're you're not conscious it's anymore. It's, it's all late. it's you're all subconscious. You're not you're not thinking about your do. You're told what to do. You just get on with it. And then there's that short period of time, mm-hmm. very short period of time after the green, where you go, oh my god, how was that? Did I do a good job? Mm-hmm. I did that wrong. I made this mistake. Mm-hmm. And then you get told, hopefully in, in most cases that you've passed. And then mm-hmm. there's still there's still that little voice in your head that well I could have done better it doesn't matter yeah yeah for sure but I have to say what you did in your grading with Ian you've also brought across into our last grading where the instructors held the pads and yes. it was a, a much more alive situation yes so you know I, I, I can't remember I definitely went with I you Greg the pads and you, yeah. Andy. And Andy I can't remember if anyone else did but that was brilliant it was like right now do this now do this now do this I and it's like your energy comes up and yeah. your confidence rises when you're doing that you don't feel under pressure because you're doing it but like yeah. I said before you could have the best Yakazuki in the world if you're ho- if you're doing it on someone who can't hold a focus mitt very well it's going to look dreadful because there's a skill to holding pads Yeah. so if it's a grading and you need to present your best you need someone who can like if I'm going to kind of hit pads and I'm not trusting the person I'm not going to be worried about hitting the pads I'm going to be going am I accidentally going to hit this person in the head mm. whereas when Ian was holding the pads and you were holding the pads it's like I can just go because I know you can hold the pads do you know what I mean I'm not worried about hitting you I'm, I can just whatever you say to do I can do it because I'm confident in the person that's holding the pads yes so I, yeah for gradings especially I think it makes a big difference it did and it did make I can tell you that as the person going through the grading made a huge difference to me and it breaks down really the fourth good. wall as well. Yeah. Because it? instead of it being you and them, and there's a wall between you because they're 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 sat on the table, you know, they're better mm. than you. They're they're on a stage which is higher than you, and no, get mm. get them off the table, get them for it. Suddenly breaks down that barrier between student and teacher, mm. and you're working together to yeah. to help you achieve your best as the as the student that's grading. Yeah. And. This is this is something for me in the time I've been in the BCA. This is something that I've come to um, learn and understand, and I actually thoroughly support it. It's something that I want to do for all my gradings: is to is to get out from behind that desk and get stuck in and get get involved. Yeah, I have to say it was the least frightening part of the grading, and I think it was one of the parts that I That's felt I did the best. Yeah, I don't know if I did. Because I'm not you, I wasn't watching, but it felt like yeah, well, you, we know I you, know you, this. You can hit now. Yeah, I know that. So I know that, but I mean, Andy didn't know that. Well, he does now. He does now, but that's mm-hmm. the thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. But anyway, I can tell you that that was the least frightening part because it was okay. like engaging, 
and and I've always said that you know when you get really engaged and you're doing something and someone's giving you feedback it's like yeah okay try that again you missed it again you know it's like okay you've got it hmm. you're not in your head you're you're doing the thing and traditionally if you if you did something wrong in a grading you were told you did it wrong you know don't do that do it like this do it right didn't say anything that's terrible isn't it yeah you know you should you you should give equal compliments to criticism yeah yeah but i like i like what you were saying also that you put up things that we talk about in this because in that episode we talked about sukiyashi because i was going what is it i don't know what it is oh, and you, i was you looking just hear up me online. in the background shuffling around yeah going, shuffling around so it'd be like, <laughs> yeah but just putting that in and then dumping it into context kind of like just yeah. like this is what it looks like when you're just trying to get up close yeah. to somebody in a in a sparring yeah. thing yeah yeah cool all right we will do that right are we good i think we're good we're good. So, yeah. Okay. Like, follow all that stuff we've said. Like and follow us because you know we we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We're growing. <laughs> we're a bit ropey with friends. the social media, Tell but your friends about us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got another topic of conversation, but I'll bring that up next time. Okay, bring that up next time. <laughs> I just be... remember, <laughs> I remembered something. But tune in next time, yeah. folks. That's the very exciting next episode of yes. Conversations on Karate. Thank you very much, Joe, for coming in. Yes. Thank you, thank you for Anytime having me. Anytime you want it's to come in, great. you're more than welcome. I'm very flattered. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay, right. Catch you all next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.